Hello and welcome to Geek Space Nine, the Tusken Shady Media Network podcast where we discover and or rediscover the classic Star Trek series, A Deep Space Nine. With me as always is Peter Densey. How are you, Peter? I am pretty good, actually. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, my, 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 my roommates, my, uh, a couple of my roommates' friends came over last night to, to hang out with us and, and one, of, one of them made uh, dinner. Which 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 include which included stuffed uh, portobello mushrooms and they were delicious. They were so good. Like I, I want I want I want him to like tell me like how he did it and then and then like and then attempt attempt to recreate them myself. Nice. I've been cooking a lot more lately because my mom is out of town mm-hmm. and uh, my dad goes on these hunting trips and. Uh, mm. People may not know this, but uh, in Texas, there is a wild antelope called the Nilgai. They are actually native to India, but uh, a rancher in the uh, early 1900s decided he thought they were cool, and he brought them back to Texas. And antelope do what they do, which is jump really high and escape. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they are I, now I, everywhere. There is actually more Nilgai in Texas than there are in India. I, wow. I I feel True. like this is something that 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 even that even though like like whatever answer you're talking about like it's credited to, credited to him. This is something that Teddy Roosevelt was like, "I'm gonna do it. You're just gonna take credit because I've already done enough, and someone else needs to take you know, so, someone else needs to take either the fall or like or or the, or the win. It, it it just can't be me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old good old. I mean that that was just the era, you know. Everyone in a big hat and yeah. doing nonsense like that. Uh, and you so know, it's legal. Um, they used camels to um, settle a lot and explore a lot of the West. Because mm-hmm. what oh. is the Western United States? Deserts. Desert. Yeah. Camels do true. very well. This is very true. Today I don't I think learned. we have an issue with wild camels anywhere in America, but still, use of a <laughs> foreign be, animal to do things. So, because you can't hunt. Um, the native Texas wildlife year-round because they're trying to control those populations more because they're native. Uh, you can hunt Nilgai year-round because they're not native. They're technically an invasive species. So my dad, every year, his company takes him on a hunting trip, and he goes and he, he uh, he's a good shot, apparently, which is interesting. Uh, and he uh, gets it, and he gets tons and tons of meat. And my mom doesn't like it. My mom's a Buddhist and a vegetarian, so she doesn't like it. So oh. he has this freezer full of meat, and whenever my mom is away, oh my, this is a cow. Eat. Yes, uh, it no is, wonder it, is, it did well in Texas. It is a bright red meat. It is very, very uh, small it's like, head. It's very similar to, to beef. <laughs> it does but there's no. There's no fat on it. It's like ninety five percent meat. It's crazy. Damn. So. My dad has tons and tons of meat. We're trying to cook it, and we try to do interesting stuff. And so he has this uh, sausage. Uh, there's a picture of it that Sarah showed. Yes. So you see, Peter, that's what a nil guy looks like. Oh yeah! Wow. Yes. That is a Feel weird looking animal. Home, fellow people. Right? I've never seen one of those before. Ever. There's thousands of them in where you live. Um, and uh, so they have. So he takes it to this place in Katy, Texas that uh, processes it for him and they make all kinds of hamburger and sausage and stuff. And so we had all the sausage and so I made Nilgai gumbo out of it. Yes. Um, Chicken and Nilgai sausage gumbo. Yes. Where was I for this gumbo? Because that (laughs) sounds There's more. There's so much more left so I can make it again. Yes. So that's but, that's my latest cooking invention was Nilgai and sausage gumbo, which you can make in an Instapot, which is I love Instapot. Which my roommate and I, I really still need to get. I want to get Katie an Instapot. Instapots are great. If you get that in like a good recipe book, it's like the jam, jam.com. Because uh, you cook like, because gumbo usually takes eight hours to cook it in an Instapot, takes 20 minutes. Nice. Dude. Oh, by the way, we haven't introduced Sarah yet, and we've been talking for like five minutes. (laughs) Sarah Becker's here. How are you, Sarah? I, uh, oh, they, they have a picture of Nilgai mating on the Wikipedia page. Sorry, that was alarming. That's my day. You learn they exist, and then you see their dicks, and 10 seconds later, (laughs) that's Wikipedia for you. Yep. 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 That's okay. I had that nice informational tidbit about camels in America, so we're good. Yes, that was great. Yeah, that's pretty good. I need no more introduction. <laughs> Sarah, Peter, and me have been playing a trivia game a lot, and so we're we're getting our, our trivia knowledge on all the time. 
Mm-hmm. I'm trying to learn a lot. But sometimes the game is very cheeky. Sometimes it'll be like... Trick questions. Like, yes. Yeah. Or it'll be like... It'll have like puns where it'll be like, who starred in this? Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silver Paper. Alicia yeah. Silver. Oh my God. Yeah. Or something like that. You're like, oh, all right. I get it. Mm-hmm. Try to be cheeky. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah ben, Fun remember. fact. Fun fact. And I'm only saying this because I don't think any of these other friends listen to this podcast. And I don't mean it as an insult necessarily. But um, I play this game with you guys and with four other friends. And um, I have won more games than any of those, or I've I've beaten rather than lost more often with the four other friends. Um, with you two, I'm either even or I'm losing. And we all <laughs> went to Trinity, so Trinity makes you smarter. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've decided. Or at least you learn more trivia. Random useless <laughs> yeah, trivia. All, yeah, yes. pretty much. Uh, I, I've always rated my intelligence level at uh, probably the, at best, second con- best contested on, you know, Jeopardy. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the guy's doing okay. Like, yeah. I think that's probably where I'll, I'll make a good four or 5,000, but there's going to be someone there making 28, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, fine. Yeah. Like, Celebrity Jeopardy, that's what I'm all about. Celebrity Jeopardy, I clean up. Or Teen Jeopardy, <laughs> like, can I be a Teen Jeopardy, please? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the... Those are the questions at my level. I'm all about Teen Jeopardy. Actually, there was a girl a couple of years younger than us from Trinity who was on Jeopardy this oh, spring. Oh, that's cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. I uh, think it was Olivia. Oh, did you? <laughs> we were so off the rails, but I'm, I'm liking it. This is a fun. Yeah, sorry. Revisit episode anyway. We were never so, on the rails, uh, let's be honest. Yeah. No, I just wanted to say, did you guys see that clip where it's the best nerd thing I've ever seen? Where it's, uh, it's all all that's left on the Jeopardy board is sports questions. Oh, <laughs> and sure enough, two hundred, no one answers. Four hundred, no one answers. <laughs> and all the way down, and Trebek is like, <sighs> "Please tell me yeah. one of the. Please tell me like the second daily double for that round was in sports." No, oh, I don't think that would have made it so much better. Regular Peter, ones. that's so how no I feel whenever you pick the sports category on our trivia game. I'm like, damn it! I know, I feel that way too. I'm like, ah, oh, he probably knows some of these. And, uh. the, and then I don't. That's how I, that's what, that's how I feel whenever, whenever Ben chooses film. I'm just like, I'm going to die. Me too. Film or yeah. TV or either or, of you games. I'm like, Yeah, not, I did one with Peter. He, he got every question wrong on the TV one, and I, I felt a little bad. <laughs> I because little I don't bad. watch TV these days, so I was like, I know nothing about these shows. One of one, one of them was like, one of them was like, what, what's the what's the name what's the name of the of the main guys from Soprano? Like, what, what's the name of his daughter? And I was just like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I knew when I saw that one, I was like, Peter's not gonna know this one. <laughs> it's okay. Whenever Sarah picks geography, that's her secret ace in the hole. Sarah's apparently amazing at geography. I don't know. She, yeah, she's. I don't know garbage why. At it. She's I think I started like, picking that cor- category because I was thinking like geology. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a lot about geology, too. and sometimes there are geology questions on there. Mm. And in which case, I, I rock it. Um, yeah. And you would too, Ben, actually, probably just by osmosis of our parents being geologists. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know enough for my dad. It's always always my favorite thing when my dad was traveling with him. Mm-hmm. And I'd see a pretty rock and I'd be like, what's that? And every time he'd be like, it's quartz. It's, quartz. <laughs> <laughs> it's just quartz. It's quartz, it's quartz is quartz. everywhere. <laughs> it's all just quartz. Quartz and limestone. That's all it is. Yep, sandstone. Sandstone, limestone, quartz. That's all you got. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Layers. It's what pretty are layers least. called again? Oh, whatever. Uh, Let's talk about Star Trek. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> this is the longest we've taken to get into an episode. Yeah. Hey, it's yeah. We revisit. always go We're off the rails. It just doesn't happen within the first ten minutes usually. All right. Yes, we are talking about Star Trek. Apparently. <laughs> Uh, we're talking about season one, episode one, and episode two. No, gentle listener, you did not accidentally replay the first episode. We decided to revisit the pilot before we finished the show because we wanted to kind of go in. And... Is everyone all right? Because just everyone just roboted for a second. Yeah, yeah no, you, uh, you, 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 it was. 
you're doing like the no, no. but you roboted during <laughs> the no, so it was like no, so it's like, no. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> oh, it's very funny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, go back in three, two, one. So uh, yes, uh, you're not. Uh, you didn't accidentally click on the wrong episode. We're talking about season one, episode one, episode two. We figured we'd revisit the pilot before we watched the finale to see where everyone was uh, at the beginning of our little journey. And you know, we haven't watched this episode in over two years, which is pretty crazy. So we've definitely probably forgotten a lot of this as well. Oh so yeah. Let's get into it. We'll do this. And none of us is ready for this to be over. Indeed. Feels. That's why. That, that's right. why we're doing this episode. We're, we're just prolonging yep. the inevitable. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. I mean, it's, we're prolonging this episode, so. right? Sorry. We can't do it. <laughs> we begin our fateful journey as all great shows begin with an attack from the Borg. A young commander named Benjamin Sisko is aboard a Federation starship trying to fight off the attack by Locutus of Borg. During the fight, Benjamin's wife Jennifer is killed, but he manages to escape with his young son Jake. Cut to three years later, Ben is assigned to take over the newly designated Deep Space Nine, a former Cardassian space station that has been abandoned recently when Cardassia gave up its 50-year occupation of the planet Bajor. Also joining him is everyone's favorite transporter operator, Miles O'Brien, who has been promoted to series regular, I mean chief of operations of the station. It's not exactly the cushiest job as the station is in disarray, and Cisco now has to meet his wacky neighbors. There's Kira Norris, the plucky Bajoran badass fighter who has a stern outlook on Starfleet and an even sterner haircut. Boy, that haircut gets so much gear as the show progresses. There's Quark, a Ferengi who runs the local establishments, like Rick from Casablanca, but gross, and his nephew Nog. And there's Odo, whose cute little tick is he can fucking shapeshift. Jeez, talk about OPing at a low level. There's also new additions to the crew from Starfleet. There's Jadzia Dax, the hottest 300-year-old in the galaxy. She's a member of the Trill Race, where a host organism travels from body to body. She is taking over for the deceased Curzon Dax, a compatriot and old friend to Benjamin. There's also Julian Bashir, a brilliant doctor and mad thirsty fuckboy, who chooses this assignment in order to see adventure and then probably put his dick in it. Ben meets with <laughs> Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise. Things get awkward since Cisco informs Picard that his Borg Sona kind of murdered his wife, and things get worse when he says he really doesn't want to stay here. Picard goes to angrily sip tea. Cisco is then summoned to meet Kai Opaka, the spiritual leader of Bajor, who shows him her sweet-ass orb of prophecy. In it, Benjamin sees a vision of his wife. When he returns, Apaka believes that because of his vision, Benjamin may be the emissary, a messianic figure foretold to help Bajor after a great crisis. Sisko, really way over all this shit, returns to study the orb with Dex. If he didn't have enough headaches as it is, he is greeted by the former commander of the station, one Gold Ducat, who decides to just kind of crane his neck around and be a jerk. Get ready for four seasons, seven seasons of that, and I love it. Dax and Sisko sneak away from the station to go to the Denoris Belt, where strange phenomena seem to be tied to the orb. When they get there, they discover, what else? A goddamn stable wormhole that transports them millions of light years to an uncharted section of deep space in the Gamma Quadrant of the Galaxy. Upon their return, they are greeted by some real shoddy CG, and Sisko enters a white void while Dax is able to return home. Sisko begins to see visions as he discovers there are fourth-dimensional aliens living inside the wormhole who exist outside of time and temporal space. Speaking through his memories, he teaches them about time and probably sex and maybe how to make a latte or something. Meanwhile, in the station, the Cardassians discover the wormhole and attempt to... I don't know, like, tow it away or something? Kira realizes the control of this incredible find could determine a whole lot of shit, so she gets O'Brien to do some science magic and move the station right in front of the wormhole. Sisko, meanwhile, is having trouble as the aliens keep bringing him to the moment of his wife's death, demanding to know why he exists here. He realizes he is still hung up on his wife's death and needs to move on with his life. On explaining this, the aliens let him go, and Gold Ducat is forced to call off the attack. Sisko also convinces the alien to keep the wormhole open, so now any ship can go through. He tells Picard he will indeed stay on to watch the wormhole and help Bajor. And with that, we are off. Only four more years till Dex makes out with a cute lady. And I guess some other stuff, too. What would you guys think of Emissary on So, so watching, watching Emissary Part 1 and 2 back, and then, like hearing you um, re- relay the story back, back back to us, it's 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 I I I, re- I realize now how when you kind of say it out loud, how interestingly funny it is for me 
how the writers were like, so how are we going to put the space station in front of the wormhole where we want it to be instead of it just existing there? Right. It's not just there already. I don't know. Is it just there already? No, they say that they have to like change the mass of the thing. They have to do like a whole crazy thing in order to move it there. Yeah. I mean, I guess they, I mean, I guess it's probably a nerd problem in that like, they thought nerds would be really like super uh, excuse me why would it just so happen to be right next to the wormhole uh don't you realize how big space is <laughs> i mean that's my guess but something like that no but um what do i think of this episode um god d- why am i forgetting the name jake 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 that baby teensy so jake that, that child oh, no. child Zero baby cheeks. So small. I forgot how young he looked. I know. Or was. Like, just was. He hadn't hit puberty yet. (laughs) He has this really high voice, too. Right? Mm -hmm. It's like, it it was like the season before started cracking every now and then. (laughs) Yeah. And by the end, he's a man. He's, like, got a job and a mortgage. He's, like, Got three Dating kids. Dabo girls. Seriously, he's a man by the end of this this series. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I my I just want to say my first two notes are Jake is such a baby. Yep. And Kira has bad hair and badder tood. So that's my yes. notes. I'm really glad that they changed Kira's hair even after just this first episode. It's bad. It's weird. It's really weird hair. No, mm-hmm. no, my, no, my, 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 fir- my first note was, I forgot how uncomfortable I, I was, I was seeing Cisco with hair like this. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, yeah. I was just like, no, I can't do this. I'm done. I needed to go. <laughs> I can't follow this man into battle. Not with this lack of beard. <laughs> this lack of beard and this head and this and this and this head of hair. The hair on his head. I don't trust it. <laughs> nah. He has secrets in it. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting to see like little like design stuff like that. Like Odo looks weird. Odo was so oh, skinny. Yeah. He looks very skinny and he looks really old. Yeah. Like, he looks much older than he does. Like I think they put more wrinkles in the I think they smooth out his face more. Yeah. And this one they're kind of going more and for like I think they made his like nose a little bit more pointed. Hmm. Might be, yeah. I think there's more. Or less pointed, but they changed his nose somehow. Yeah, I see more of Renee Abergenois in the makeup than I do later. I feel like they put more, either more makeup on him or make it more like smoothed out and yeah. less humanish. It's it's in a weird middle ground. Mm-hmm. Because he's still got those sunken eyes, but I don't know. Some of them looks like really old and tired. Yeah. <laughs> like, this guy's rough. Absolutely. Yeah. And just in general, I think it's so interesting to start the series where the station is in just garbage it's just a bunch of garbage everywhere mm-hmm. it's accurate it's how it would be right like it's it's true to life that the cardassians would leave and we would just trash the whole place and mm-hmm. pull out all the copper wire or whatever you know <laughs> like just turn it into a garbage dump but like what a weird way to start your show to be like, here's our main set. It's covered in filth. Mm-hmm. Like, right. it's such an odd choice. And I don't think, I mean, well, I would have to kind of just skim through the episodes. I didn't do this, but I wonder at what point the promenade opened up again and all that's back. You'd think that would be the end of the episode, but they have much more business to do with the, the wormhole and everything first. Yeah. Although, I mean, like, Quarks is open at the end of the episode, right? So. You think so? In like a limited capacity, at least. Yeah. In a limited capacity. So I guess that doesn't mean the whole promenade is open, but it's a start. Right. You know. Yeah. Because because Cork as can because Cork as convinced by Cisco is a community leader. Yes. I imagine somewhere in there is just Morn. He's the only one sitting at the bar full of trash. That was something there. else I noticed though was Morn shows up in the first episode. Is he? I missed him. He's there. He? I saw him. <laughs> he's there he? from day one around? Morn sightings nice uh, bless you Morn yes always he there. actually shows up before Julian does <laughs> that makes my day great. 
That's it, my 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 note right after mourn all caps three exclamation points is damn it Julian your first line. <laughs> Can we talk about this? Literally, is his he's first line. Like, like, on he, Jadzia. like he like he just he walks off the ship all bright eye all bright eyed and like yeah I'm here and you're and like like like, like the, the the look the look on his the look on his face was was similar to the character hero hero in the first episode of Heroes, but then his first line instead of instead of being like yeah. Yeah, it's just like you're hot. You want to bang, and it's like, what the hell is wrong with you? And then my I next know. note after that is, um, you know, within that conversation, they just address the fact that Julian is 27, which is the age I am now. Yeah. And I wonder why I've done nothing with my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's he's genetically enhanced. It's fine. It's not my fault. Yes. <laughs> that's what we gotta go with <laughs> we also yeah. don't live in the age of space travel yeah that too this is true this is true there might actually be jobs for people his age uh, yes. in the future <laughs> so i'll just use that as an excuse mm-hmm. it works damn it uh yeah it was just interesting in general to see everybody uh return and who's kind of got a grasp on their character already and who doesn't um and you know this is part of the interesting thing about pilots that are always a little stilted because everyone's trying to figure out their flow and the great thing about television which i think is so interesting is you eventually start writing for the actor as well you, know, right. you start playing to their strengths and you start uh seeing what they're good at and what they're bad at and you know uh, a classic example is uh community mm-hmm. the original run of community they they thought that donald glover and chevy chase were going to be like a good match and then they were like oh no 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 donald glover and uh Sorry, I forget the actor's name, but the guy plays Abed. Like, oh, yes. you, you two, yeah. you two are perfect. And then they start writing those, those characters more together. And that, that's the things you kind of learn with the shows, like who works together, who's enjoyable. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just sort of interesting who kind of has a grasp on their character and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like the person with the best grasp on this character is Goldicott. No, yeah, I was just about to say oh, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, Mark, Mark, Mark Alemo, like just walks in and she's like, I know that I'm supposed to be a smarmy dick. And mm-hmm. what he did since ever since episode one was just build on that. It he helps that he, he like... also played, I don't remember if he played Goldicott or if he was just another Cardassian, but he was just in another one. Next Generation as a Cardassian. Mm. But oh, oh, yeah, that yeah, Cardassian yeah, yeah. had a beard and I hated him. So glad they got rid of that <laughs> oh, for oh, Golden Cup. It looks oh, yeah, really uh, weird. Yeah. That was it. Golmaset, yes. He also <laughs> yep. played a, a Romulan in one episode too. So he's played these kind of priggly jerks prigly. before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's just, he, just when he comes in, he's like, it's weird to be on this side of the desk. I'm like, oh, shut up. Just get out of here, you mm-hmm. fucking loser. Oh, hey, Garrick wasn't in this episode, was he? No, no he wasn't established Garrick yet. Garrick doesn't really come into like a couple seasons in. Like, from what I remember, there's like one episode where Garrick's kind of um, uh, oh, sort of a guest character. Mm-hmm. And then the writers were like, remember Garrick? That guy was interesting. We should bring him back and do more stuff with him. And like, yes. I read the writers basically say that they were, if they have one big regret, that they didn't start developing Garrick sooner because they mm-hmm. liked him so much. But I mean, I think he has lots of great episodes. So, I think Oh, yeah. Great. Uh, but yeah, no Garrick yet, no Worf, obviously, till season mm-hmm. four. Uh, no Rom. There's only yeah. one. Oh yeah, no Rom. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I might have seen him, but it was more of a he's another Ferengi in the shot. He's not right. an important character. Right. Yeah. It was I may have also made that up. I don't, I'm not sure. There was a couple Ferengi in the background, but they're hard to. I'm gonna be yeah, until they really distinguish. It's hard got, to tell apart sometimes. Yeah, the, yes. yeah, the only two Ferengi we got were Quark, of course, and and then and then Nog because he mm-hmm. and Nog because it's like because he's like he's stealing, he shouldn't be. Yeah, that was definitely like a very. I remember when I watched the show the first time, I was like, what? What is this character? What is happening? <laughs> Why should we introduce him and Odo mm-hmm. at the same time? And I'm like, no one's gonna dress the guy who just like this is made of goo. Guy <laughs> can test the goo guy. That guy is fascinating. Okay. Guess we'll get Wait, into him later. Speaking of guy made of goo, we get Odo's uh, we get Odo the bag 
in this episode. When did oh, we stop right. keeping track of all of I, Odo's wacky shape shifting shenanigans? Oh, I, I realized that like last season or so, and I was like, ah, oh, it's too late to go back. It's too yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Try saying that three times when you're drunk. Shape shifting shenanigans. Yeah. That's. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting what they were going to do without a... I'm curious what they planned on doing. Maybe the... Like, I wonder if it was like, did they have this special effect first? Do they really like that mm. element of it? Or did they have some idea of like, oh, we're going to have this guy. It's going to be mysterious and we'll figure out what his scheme is, you know? I wonder how much they kind of knew initially of him being a founder and all that to begin mm-hmm. with. Or how much of that was written later on. These things I kind of wonder... And it is very interesting to see Kira just be such a like hot-headed jerk, <laughs> which is great. Like she's definitely had one of the best character arcs in the show. Yeah, the way she becomes to uh, truly respect Cisco is, I think, really endearing to her character and really sweet because she is just not into it at all. At all, she's just <laughs> yelling at everybody, <laughs> super pissed like, off, not happy. Like she is stressed. <laughs> Girl, you stressed. Like, like they just like like they they just got rid of the Cardassians, and and she's like, finally some freedom. And the Federation's like, we're here, and she's like, fucking shit, and she she's not happy. It's, she's having it's a no good, very years bad day. These people, yeah. Ah, oh. yep. Poor Kira, she's got a lot of heartache out of her. <laughs> Poorly. One thing I thought was interesting was the. Uh, yeah, I liked I liked that they had a lot of Picard in this episode, and that they were got um, Patrick Stewart to come in and do like sort mm-hmm. of a handshake for the show. And, and it's sort of a, okay, we're doing another show, but it's yeah. okay. It's the same universe. See, we we have Miles. It's fine. We have yeah. Patrick Stewart's blessing. It's okay. <laughs> Please exactly. watch it. It was a very sweet scene where he says goodbye to Miles, or he. But it also kind of proves that Miles did nothing on TNG because he's like, I'm going to transport you. That's what you always did. <laughs> yes. Like, you got three lines an episode. I am really glad that he got to be a main character on DS9. Oh, yeah. He's one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. And going back to TNG, it's like, oh, yeah, he really is not in it as much as you remember. That's why there's that great comic yeah. about O'Brien at work. Because <laughs> that's all he did was just be in the transporter room and mm-hmm. show up every once in a while. Got married to Keiko in one episode. Yes, about it. Yeah. Episode. Worf had to deliver the baby. Oh yeah. Very, very upset. Worf of all people. <laughs> Just saying. Yep. So we've definitely gotten a lot more O'Brien time, which is great. And then again, like I said, you know, like they probably didn't figure that Bashir and O'Brien would make a good pairing until like they saw the chemistry with. Colmini and uh, and Alexander Siddig, mm-hmm. you know, in action. That was another thing I noticed in this episode is uh, in the opening credits, he's uh, listed as Siddig El Fadil. He's he's not Alexander Siddig. Siddig. Um, oh yeah. Did we do ever do name. any research onto uh, or uh, into why he uh, started going by Alexander Siddig in the credits? Um, not that I know. I think it's just because his name is. His real full name is Massive. Yes. It is, once again, just to remind you, it is Siddig Al Tahir El Falhadi El Siddig Abdurrahman Muhammad Ahmed Abdel Karim El Mahadi. Hmm. Wow. So, hmm. Yeah, that is a cool big name. That's a, you know, that's a name. A, that, yeah, it's like a classic tradition where you're named after each of your family members, you know, as part of your name. Um, and my apologies for pronunciation on that. Uh, that man is 52 and does not look a day over 30. Yes. Mm-hmm. Give me some of that aging. Everybody on Deep Space Nine aged really well. Right? Yes. No, no, yeah. Um, I, uh, the, I, I was, uh, I, uh, I, fo- I follow, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Will, uh, Wilson, Wilson, Wilson Cruz from, from, uh, from, uh, start, from Star Trek Discovery. Um, uh, a, 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 because, a, because he's awesome. I think, I think he's a cool actor. B, because he's daddy as fuck. Um, <laughs> he, and so, and, and so, uh, and so he, uh, there, there were, there was something happening and something happening in, La, in Las Vegas, um, like, he, like either, either last week or the, or the week before. And there, and there were like a 
bunch of Star Trek actors, past, past, past and present, past and present, who were there. And he and he and he, po- he posted on he posted on his Instagram story a, a picture a picture of him and not and not a visitor. And and like the woman is still beautiful, like holy shit, like a head like head full of gray hair, gorgeous. Ah, uh, that's awesome. I'm glad they're still friends. That's nice. What they could be divorced but still be get along with each other. Yeah. I guess you have to be because you have to go to all the all the conventions. But yeah, it's nice to see. But uh, yeah, I don't know. He, he kind of changes between. Um, okay, so apparently he's been Alexander Siddig since when he changed it on the show. So I guess it was just a thing he changed, probably because it helps get him more work. I would not be shocked because uh, you know it's a less uh, Arabic name. Let's be frank. Uh, it probably just helps. Yeah, that's true. It probably just helps because I know he plays kind of a, a lot of different. I mean, he tends to play more Middle Eastern, but like I know he can play kind of a lot of different. The places. Angel Gabriel. He's Andrew Gabriel. Wait, really? <laughs> yep. Yes, and uh, and the Nativity uh, the, story. Yeah, the Nativity story. I remember watching it. Um, gosh, I mean, I must have watched it this year, but I also must have watched it the year before when we were also um, doing these recordings. But I don't think I noticed it until last year. Just watching, watching the Nativity story, and uh, Bomb looks over and says, "Who who plays the Angel Gabriel?" I didn't even recognize him. Because he's got yeah. like curly hair and a beard and stuff. Oh, and he's yeah. wearing a, a robe or whatever. And I looked him up, looked it up on IMDb. <coughs> and I about dropped my phone. I was so shocked. I was like, it's Julian Bashir. It's him. <laughs> it's him. Uh, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of Game of Thrones actors in that cast. I'm just not noticing. Because there's Keisha, Keisha Castle Hughes, who played one of the Sand Snakes. Yes. There's uh Well Alexander Oscar Siddig. Isaac is is Joseph. I mean I know he's not a Game of Thrones, but he's but yeah. Oh yeah, that's kind of a big that, deal. That's the thing about that that movie is I twice went back and was like, wait, what? He's in there? Right. Because yeah. you mentioned you mentioned Alexander City. I was like, what? And then I and I rewatched it after learning who Oscar Isaac was. I was like, wait a minute. That's <laughs> Joseph. It's like I, There's an it's amazing like I know you. article that I love, which is called uh When Did You Fall in Love with Oscar Isaac? And it's like mm-hmm. different times where people watched a movie and it's like, Who is that actor? Why isn't he super famous? Yes. <laughs> yeah. One yeah, of them for, was for me. For me, story. even though I still have, even though I still haven't seen the movie, it was it was when, it was when I saw a gif of him from from when from when he from when he was on uh, X uh, X Machina and and him and him Dance. it was like it was like in a purple lit room and dancing. I was just like, who is he? Because I want to know his name. And and then and then I, and then I saw uh, the, the the Force Awakens and, and someone was like, that's the guy. And I was like, what? <laughs> For me, it was uh, the terrible, terrible Ridley Scott movie, Robin Hood, which is a bad movie. Oh, yes. Sad. Oh. But he is... Is that the uh, one the where Keir Knightley is a druid? Yes. What? yes. Uh, wait, what? It's a bad movie. It's bad. It's oh, my God. Real bad. God. So bad. It's bad stuff. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get um, drunk and watch it and make a drinking game out of it. Or maybe I'll think of a different one. I don't think that's the Keir Knightley one. Kate Blanchett is in... Is in, is in oh. Mm. No, I don't think yeah. we're thinking of the same one, then. Yeah, that one didn't have so much magic. It was more like gritty war. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but Not Isaac is 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 Prince John in that movie, and he's awesome. It's great. Uh, hmm. He's a great Prince John in that movie. And I was like, who is this guy? And then he was in Drive the next year, and I'm like, okay, seriously, who is this guy? <laughs> Why is he in everything? He's the only good part of Sucker Punch. Yes. Wait, he was in Sucker Punch. Yes. He was. In yeah, Sucker he Punch. was one of the doctors. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, he was the main kind of bad doctor in that movie. Yeah, this this is this is like this is like this is like when finding out what 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 all what all what all uh, Tim Curry was in that you didn't know, right? Mm -hmm. Like 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 finding out who was the voice of Laura Draconis in in the in the the Mighty Ducks cartoon. He was also the villain. uh, Tim Curry was the villain in Fern Gully. Yes. Oh my God! Evil smoke cloud. He was also the evil pipe organ in Beauty and the Beast: The Enchanted Christmas. Right, yes, the organ. Mm-hmm. Forte. Forte, that was his name. Thank you. So I'd be yes. like, what was it? Forte, it's a great name for a bad organ. Right, it it's pretty badass. It's good. I gotta, I gotta Maestro it Forte. <laughs> I even said it that way, too. Back Maestro on the rails Forte. to Star Trek. Nah, I mean, this is the least rails episode we've ever done. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I, it's I, 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 will, I will say, I will say it, it, was really, it was really nice seeing Kyle Paca again. 
And like, I, I am. So, yeah. It sucks yeah. that it sucks that like that, that for whatever whatever asteroid or whatever I, I I forget. It's been so long that that she that that she had to like stay on because say, that she had to stay on for 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 whatever reason. It's it's sad. It's sad that like they have that they never went back to that. Yeah, I always thought that. I remember saying like if she was ever going to come back, and I guess I just never figured didn't, out. Didn't didn't it get destroyed or something? Did it? No, she. I reread it. It's it's bizarre. <laughs> it's crazy. She was off, so she died technically because she crash landed on this planet. But then she was miraculously recovered, and it turns out this planet has nanobots on it. Oh, that's that right. Restore everyone's life, and so people are in this endless war. So if she ever left the planet, she would die because you can only be on the planet for the nanobots gotcha. to work. So she was going to stay and bring peace to the land. Uh, uh, and hopefully, so that was the idea. Hopefully, she did. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm surprised they never went back. I'm sure there's some Star Trek novel that we can read out there about. Oh, it. for oh, yeah. sure. But yeah, I'm surprised they never brought her back. And I think there was some episode where they revealed that she was kind of like not the best person ever, too. But I don't think she was in that episode. I seem to recall at one point there was like an episode where like Kira finds out Kaiopaka was like somewhat helping collaborators and she was like really upset about it yeah i i i, I kind of recall that too like vaguely so i so i don't think you're wrong yeah but it was nice to see her it was nice to see her it was nice to remember the uh, a kai that we liked right liked to liked but not and not one that we love to hate i remember being fucking devastated when she actually became kai when i was like ah, no mm. Be, no. because, because because we had the luxury of of dramatic irony and 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 seeing and seeing what several characters didn't see and knowing that she is not the right person. Yeah. So it's yeah. so I'm 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 jumping off the rails here again, but I need someone to talk to me about this because <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't really understand. Apparently, in 2011, there was a short made called star tours the adventures continue mm-hmm. yeah star tours and is the star it has gone it has the 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 cast of the new shows in it star it says tours, jo- john boyega as finn oh, adam yes. driver as kylo ren explain yeah, so- oscar isaac as poe dameron star tours is the uh interactive a star wars motion ride at disney world oh okay okay so it they is, have updated it yes they did a new updated okay. version sorry i was very confused <laughs> nerd nerd alert i love disney world and so i'm gonna explain it real quick it's a it's a very cool ride they redid it um the entire lobby sarah you'll love this because the lobbies in disney world are always the best part uh is was remixed by Michael Giacchino with the help of John Williams to turn all the Star Wars music into 60s lounge music. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I, I need, I need this in awesome. my life. It is awesome. I need it's it. It's so much fun to just chill out in there. So the whole idea is that you're going on like basically an old 60s style plane trip through Star Wars. That's and so like great. you come in and everybody like is like your stewardess and your flight attendant and you get on and then of course your ship gets attacked. And what's cool about the new Star Tours is each ride is a unique experience because there are, I believe, 30 possible outcomes. Ooh. Wow. And it randomly generates which one you go to. So you can you can have a completely different ride each time. And each time you're in there, there's actually a fully animatronic C-3PO or R2-D2 in there. Mm-hmm. And they talk to you the whole time. They're like, oh, my God. Oh, you know, it's very fun. Mm. It's a very, very fun ride. I highly recommend it. But, yes, that's what you're, uh, that's what you're looking at. It's uh, a bunch of people who are going to get uh, their paycheck to be in the, the Disney World ride. It's a good ride. Yep. I haven't seen the new one, though. I haven't seen this one with, with Finn and everybody in it. Um it is actually for 2011. That's a, it. Must be a wrong date on that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, or they they may um, just be updating the cast list. Right. Yeah, that's the, what the, that makes sense. Was yeah, made they, in 11. You nailed it. That's right. Because they redid it in 2011, and they're probably adding new people all the time as the show. Yeah. Yeah. Out. That makes sense. 
Sorry, I apologize for going off the rails again. I just saw like <laughs> 2011 Star Wars Poe po Dameron. What? Like what? <laughs> oh, you're going through Oscar Isaacs. I get it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I just wanted to see what the first thing was that I ever did see him in, and it was the Nativity Story in 2006. For me, it was uh, that too, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't see anything. Though I didn't see it. No, I think I saw it when it came out because I was in. I was in religious school by that point, so I probably didn't see it around the same time. It was, it was, it was knowingly see him, knowingly seeing him in a GIF from Ex Machina because apparently he's been in stuff that I had seen before. Is it true? This I feel like the Nativity Story was the last time they made like a big budget religious movie, and like big, big budget, like thirty million dollars. Mm. Because now they make them for like two. Two, yeah. You know what I mean? They make them like the fucking people who make God's Not Dead make those kind of movies now. It's like. Yeah, it's interesting. Hmm. Anyway. Oh, yeah, Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek. <laughs> uh, I, wa- I want to comment on, um, on on kind of the tone of filming and, li- and lighting from, 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 from like the first episode. Oh, yeah. in, par- in particular, when, in particular when, when, when you first see the promenade as compared to now. Like just night and day as far, in terms of like, oh, brightness and 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 yes i realize a part of it is like oh it's like it's like it, it was trash as as compared to as, as compared to it's been built back up and now everything's clean but like but but ju- but just kind of how it looks and feels i i like i like how i like how however they filmed the prom- the promenade area for this for this first episode they kind of went back to when it, they kind of went back to when it, whenever whenever they were either a doing a flashback um, on, on, on the space on the space station, or, or or B or B, you, uh, they took us to the mirror universe, and 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 and, the, and you were in the promenade area. It, 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 was, it was, I think it's cool how they kept the same kind of uh, feel to it mm-hmm. for for like that sense of consistency. Bad. That's all I got. <laughs> Sorry, you wrote about it at the end there. Sorry about that. Hello, can you hear me? Yep. Yes. Yeah, sorry, I lost the connection for a second. But I heard most of that. So I think. Hello? Wait, no, what, no, what, yep. Yeah, we're, we're here. All right, sorry. All right. Yeah, I finished. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finished. <laughs> Let me come in so I can cut that part out. All right, three, two, one. Well, is there anything else you guys want to say for this uh, episode? Going back, I know Sarah. You had some feels seeing uh, Dax again. I miss oh. Jadzia. She's so great, so hot. Oh, so hot, so awesome. Oh, so no, smart. Um, so awesome. Yes. Uh, uh, we didn't really talk about the prophets at all. No, yeah, I was actually just about to bring them up because I have a point I wanted to make about them. What is that? Um, okay, so okay, so so as so as the show went on, and 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 especially especially especially. Um, and, and, and the sixth and seventh seasons, um, it, it, it was it was shown it was revealed to the to the audience. Oh, the reason why Ben Cisco was here is because the prophets did everything to put him here. So, right. So, so I guess knowing that, I, I, I guess I guess knowing that it's interesting to see him talking to them. In this episode, and in, in, in these two episodes, and the, and them have some like kind of lack of understanding of, of what of what he's saying, and them asking, "Who are you? What are you doing?" Like I say, "Who who who are you? What 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 are what are you? Why are you here?" And it's like you put me here. Like I, I, like look look look. Knowing what we know now, it's like it's the it's like it's like if Cisco had known, the answer would have been because you put me here. Yeah, and look. Here's the here's here's the secret sauce. You you can do whatever you want when you're out of time. <laughs> so, right. No. Yes. Yeah. Since they're stuck out of time, they're both always learning about what humans are, and also always making him and always you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like by being stuck out of time, the, you know, it kind yeah. of gets around those logical loopholes. I agree that they already know that he's thing, but they're also already at the same time just now learning him. That's the tricky thing about being outside of time yeah it, yes. yeah it's, it's like it's like it's irrelevant. like the octopods and their, and their language from arrival which is a great movie and i love it yes such a good movie such a good movie mm-hmm. um 
about the prophets, it's it's been a while since we finished season six. Mm-hmm. Can y'all refresh my memory on what happened? Are the prophets destroyed or are they just displaced? I think that, I think they're just displaced. I think okay. they're displaced or, or at least shut away. Yeah. Um because uh, the prophets have a line in this scene back in the pilot episode. They say, um, when they see Ben, they say he has come to annihilate us. And I wonder, I don't know what's going to happen in the finale, mm. but part of me wonders mm. if that's the biggest foreshadowing in television history, seven seasons. Mm. <laughs> what if something Benjamin does kills the prophets? Interesting. I don't know. I the purely speculating. I have not watched the final episodes, episode whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't think any of us have. No, not yet. We're all waiting to watch it together. Yes. yes. At least Peter, you need to come over and we'll watch together, and then we'll. I'm so sync jealous. Up with Sarah. And, no, you have to at least be on messenger with me. Oh yeah, for sure. Yes, Duh. we'll be on okay. messenger with you. I, I can't do it alone. Yes. Yeah, but I, I I need I need someone to hold my hand when I have mm-hmm. feels. I might make Katie come over. Be like, okay, we're doing this. <laughs> You'd be confused, I, but just I need your emotional we'll, we'll, support. We'll, 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 I'll be a messenger or whatever. Like just like just like just kind of like just uh, proverbially holding hands. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> someone hold me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Not ready. David Tennant. At the end of his run, no. And now you made Sarah more sad. And now you made Sarah cry. Get all the feels. Get them all out. Ah, oh, yes, yes. It's crazy. It's interesting to see where it came from. It's always interesting to go back and see a show because it's always you see the elements. You see how they pitch the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah it, where it's like I, I do remember watching. Um, the first season of the reboot of Doctor Who, the Chris Eccleston season, a second time after knowing about all of the bad wolf stuff. Right. And then I was like, oh my God, it is everywhere. It's great. It's great. I have no idea yes, what y'all so are talking about, but I'm guessing that at some point over oh, the next Peter. few years, I will find oh, we out. We can't spoil it. Let's just say Bad Wolf refers to one of the greatest television reveals of all time. Yes. Oh, my God. So good. And then it comes back later, and it's the second best reveal of all time. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, what did he say? Even, Bad even, Wolf. It loses his mind. No, even even just for even just for this show, it it's 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 cool going back and watching and and watching emissary and like and and understanding why and understanding why 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 my friend Steve was was so was so excited when he when he found out that that we were doing this and now and I, he, like here now at like at like right right at the end it's like I get it because <laughs> the show is so yeah. fucking good, so fucking good. I'm so excited, but not but also I am but also not. I mean that's a that's a great thing about a TV show that's going great, and we also get the hindsight there it's not like The Sopranos where like I watched it live when the infamous finale happened and I was like uh, huh <laughs> and then you know see what other people feel about it. Mm-hmm. This is like you know I've 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 mostly heard very good things so you know yes. I'm very excited and uh, obviously we'll decide for ourselves but. It's nice to at least have that element. Now the other advantage is I'm trying so hard to avoid spoilers. It's very tough. It's how very tough. how bad is it of me that I want one of the main cast to die? I know you're totally validating that thought because I feel like yeah, someone no, should. I think it's fine. Yeah. I like, think, of course, I, I love so. them all, and I will be really sad if one of them dies. I just feel like it would be good for the show. Like a, a good emotional yeah. moment, and I can't be like, "Well, you killed off this person too soon for lame reasons." Blah blah blah. No, it's the last episode. You're allowed to do that. Oh no! To- yeah, oh, totally. No, totally. I think so. I probably just gonna go out on a limb and say there's not gonna be anyone who dies, just because it's a little before that was more of a thing. You know? Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, you get more of the Jedzia style, where it's like you kill off a person when they leave the show. Yeah. Or, contract reasons you don't do it for story reasons you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that was more of a Sopranos thing I seem to call Sopranos was the first show where they're like you kill a main character in like episode three and you're like whoa what mm-hmm. what you know or, 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 or killing or killing uh, or killing uh, 
kill, killing killing Ned Stark and at the end of season one of Game of Thrones, it's like, wait, we thought he was the good guy. Well, he, he is the he, he is the good guy, but he is too pure for this world. <laughs> He's way too pure for this world. Yeah. Uh, Can you imagine what if, like the you know last couple episodes of Game of Thrones, we find out by the way Ned Stark is the Night King oh, or something oh like way god. off the oh walls. Oh my god! <laughs> I would flip wow. every table. Will never happen. I'd... Never absolutely happen. But or just like a really stupid twist, like like a like a like as my twin. <laughs> you know, I was so behind it all. Watch it. Watch it be like. Watch it. Watch it be like a like a like a prestige reveal. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be stupid, but it kind of... By the way, if I'm right, we're coming back on Feast for Bros and citing this conversation that we're having right now. We're like, Sarah called it! Like a year and a half ago, Sarah called it. If we're right, I demand to be like like a guest in that episode. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you show up and be like, aha! Right, and then I just dip out. (laughs) While Peter appears. Oh boy! Well, I think that'll do it for our very, very off the rails discussion of the yes. pilot. Next week, also known it's... as the Oscar Isaac episode. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. I gotta go watch him dance for 20 minutes on YouTube. Yay! Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that has been our episode this week. Next week, it's finally time, y'all. It's the oh, series no. finale. Season 7, episode 25 and episode 26 called What You Leave Behind. My heart. Oh, that title. I can't. I know. What You Leave Behind? So it's such a fucking series finale title. Yeah. Such a series finale title. As always, I want to thank my lovely co-hosts for joining me every week on this journey. Our theme song is by Captain Meatshield. You can check them out on Twitter at cptn underscore Meatshield. Our awesome artwork is by Joe Bowen. We are part of the Tuscan Shed Media Network. You can see more of our shows at tuscanshed.com. If you like the show, like, subscribe, rate, and interview it any way that you can. It helps new listeners discover our show. Until next time, this is the crew of Geekspace 9 signing off. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>